0: hello everyone happy new year
1: happy new year 2024 here we come here
0: we come we're already started it's on the first look at us so first bikini fitness podcast live in 2024 maybe maybe yeah i do you feel any different since it's 2024 now (laughs) no (laughs) -hmm. we're both the type of people that don't have um these resolutions either right do you have any this year
1: same as every year, compete a bunch and piss everyone off. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the same thing as every single year.
0: Yeah. Kimber asked me last night uh, about him. I was like, I'm every day for me is like a resolution. Like I always want to yeah. be like, you know. Like yeah, a,
1: I I don't like to tie it to a certain like, oh, just cause it's the first, gotta start doing things now.
0: Yeah. Just be high, high functioning. That's why that's always my, my I want to be high functioning all times as much high as I can. Yeah. Oh you know, high function. <laughs> is that is that a bad way of- I don't high, know. high uh Efficiency, high functioning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. High achieving. <laughs> high achieving. There you go. You know, Winning
0: each and every single day. I'm trying to try to be a little better today than yesterday. That's always the goal. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. if we were to, if you know what, if we were to pick a res, let's, we have to, let's try to think of one. We have to pick one.
1: Okay. I, I need to stretch more.
0: Do you? Okay.
1: I do. I need to stretch a lot, a lot more. I forget about it all the time, yeah. but I should do it.
0: Okay. That's a good, good fitness re- resolution. How about you? Um, you know what? Last year was to do more cardio, but I've been killing cardio now. Which, yeah, yeah, you've been
1: doing more cardio than me.
0: Yeah, I do a lot of cardio now, which is surprising. Ooh, I just don't do any Jude, regular cardio. So. You probably
1: beat me at cardio now. I probably
0: do. You <laughs> <laughs> still outrun me that I can't ride still. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got to figure it out. Maybe less caffeine. <laughs> you know, like i want to get it down to like 300 milligrams a day that's that'd be mm. good i'm a, I, know a such requirement.
1: You, I have days where i don't do any caffeine at all it's so
0: look at that's such a advanced you remember back in 2000 like 18 days you were you were doing quite a bit on the caffeines
1: yeah yeah you know it is what it is but uh yeah i i do days where i don't have any and then after shows i when i take my little week off from the gym i try to not do caffeine that week either so i get sensitized to it again
0: Yeah. So you know, speaking of me having too much caffeine, which is a mistake, we're going to go over this week. Dieting mistakes. Don't do these dieting mistakes.
1: Because there's a lot of people out there that are resolutioners and they're like, you know what? 2024 is my year to be great. And we want to give you some diet tips so that you don't make any mistakes. So today we will be going over dieting mistakes that you should avoid.
0: Yes. And this is a common, a lot of common ones that are people, people are making, they don't even know they're making. And actually, um, some of them are ones that even advanced people make. Like I
1: make some, some of these. Yeah. I'll tell you which one I make. Okay. I'll tell you what, actually, can you guess, guess what, to, what's my, if I'm pretty good dieter, but if I yeah. do, and we'll, this will be the first one we'll start with. If I were to have a diet flaw, which I do, everyone has flaws. Yeah. What is like my weakness when it comes to like dieting?
0: You'll have two. Okay. Yours is your, well, here's a, I don't know what no one's going to be, which, which one's number one, because you're really good at eyeballing food, but you do, you don't weigh your food. That's, that's yes, one. That is one. Um, and you're a, you're a sneaky snacker. I
1: am a sneaky <laughs> snacker. I am more of a snacker. I yeah. don't ever like go out for big dinners and like stuff my face. I will never even have like a full piece of cake, but throughout the day I will pick at things like, Oh, Hugo has this uh, brownie on the table. Let me just try, like, a little bite of this. And then, like, oh, there's almonds laying out. Oh, let me try a few of those. Like, throughout the day, I'll just pick, pick, pick. Um, so I kind of graze a little bit. I I graze. I can get a little snacky sometimes. I think I have, like, really curious taste buds. Like, hmm, I wonder what this tastes like. I want to try this. Hmm. But not, not enough to, like, keep me full, that's for sure. So yeah. all those sneaky snacks... Yep, that's the first one here. We'll go with sneaky snacking. Okay, they add up. You yes. might think it's just a bite here, a bite there, a nibble here and there,
0: but it adds up. It really does. I think, especially for moms, moms don't realize how oh, much they snack. Because the of, kids' lunch. I yep. found that when I was like personal training and working with a lot of moms, like in gym. Um, I would get that to be like one of the most common things. Like they'd have their the kids have their little fruit snacks and this and that. And then all day long the kids are eating like snacks and stuff. You know, so they would just take a piece here and there. And it wasn't really brought to my attention until I had this um client. I've told you the story before. It's kind of a gross story, but it's really funny. She would every time she'd put something in her mouth, she'd she would like spit it out in this little bag for a day or two, or however many days she did it. She's like, I just wanted to see how much volume I was actually doing. So I just made myself very aware I wasn't going to restrict myself on what I would normally do. And I would just like eat it. And then I would like spit it in the back. I just want to see how much it was of mm-hmm. a food that wasn't tracked from my kids' foods that I was picking here and there or things I was just like grazing on while I was cooking. She's like, and at the end of the day, I finished with like a, a half a sandwich bag full of like chew, which is gross. But it, I mean, that's when you think of the, the volume of that with that type of high dense calorie foods, right? Um, you know, sugar foods and gummy mm-hmm. bears and things like that. Like These are high calorie dense foods. So uh, yeah, it just it'll sneak up on you. Oh, yeah, Uh, definitely. Quite a bit. so
1: Especially if you like to cook. So I like to cook and I cook for Hugo a lot. And it's like, well, I got to taste test this casserole. Like I can't just give him something that tastes bad. right? I got to make sure all my seasonings are on point here, you know? So it's like when you cook, that adds an extra like, well, you know, be careful with the snacks.
0: (laughs) I always wondered how chefs can like be fit. You know, I know a lot of them aren't fit, but like how it would be really hard to be a chef and you're like, you know, I'm going to do this 2024. Yeah. yeah. If you're like a high end chef, how do you how do you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, I have one I have one client who is one, but and she's she's good at it. But I'm like, man, how do you taste your foods and stuff? Yeah. You know, that must be that's probably the if we have like a hardest situation, that might be it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that might be it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. So sneaky snacking, be careful. It adds up. Especially like over time, even if you're looking at a day to day basis, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, got a little extra almonds, you know, like a half a slice of bread and, you know, some little candies that were on the coffee table at my dentist's office, you know, no biggie. But just think about over time how many calories that adds up to be, right? Yeah. How many unaccounted calories, not even just calories, but calories that you don't necessarily equate into your daily macros, just like, you know, so imagine. From a week perspective, a month, how much like extra calories that is. Or you can think of it in an alternative way and think of how much easier it would have been to get lean if you just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, that is one I think that's of our, mine.
0: Both of our thing is we think of the the work effort in it. Yeah. Like we look at the calories as work sometimes. Like like, this
1: like, this jar of peanut butter, shoot, that's like mm, eight hours of cardio. <laughs> yeah. I
0: think we've we both shifted that in our mind frame where we're like, yeah, that's not worth that. That's yeah. not worth the work, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I think that's a big shift where people cross that line over when they're like, this is equal to X workload, and it's just not just yeah. not worth it.
1: Absolutely. We have,
0: you know what, we have one comment here, which is someone's going to be trying the the spit in the bag thing Fiona's going for Good luck with that, Fiona. She's gonna go for the spit in the bag taste test thing. I'm certainly not. Yeah, that's not <laughs> it's not a feeling baby. I'm already aware. aware
1: that's my weakness, yeah. and I need to work on that.
0: So we'll go into my
1: second weakness, though, which is it can be a weakness. Most of the time it's a weakness. I think I'm pretty good at it. Like you said, eyeballing food. Mm -hmm. But that also translates to not weighing your food. Right. So. We always underestimate the calories that are in food. Right. And especially during the holidays, it's hard because I would never tell someone, yeah, bring that scale to to Thanksgiving dinner and weigh out your mashed potatoes before you eat and stuff like that. Because here's the thing. If, if you didn't make it, you don't know what's in it. You know, you don't know how much butter they put in their mashed potatoes. You don't know if those green beans have little little pieces of bacon and how much bacon. You know what I mean? Yes. Unless you made it yourself from scratch or bought it from a package, which even the packages are a little bit off sometimes. Um, you don't know how much is in there. And we tend to underestimate the calories, even even at restaurants too. Like I would never tell someone to bring a scale to the restaurant. That's a bit absurd, but you don't know how they cook their things. You don't know how much butter they're putting in or oil or sugar. So we tend to underestimate calories or we don't weigh calories or weigh our food, I should say.
0: Yeah. And then on on top of that, this might be one of your your notes here. Um weighing them incorrectly is a is a whole nother thing too which we talked about and i did a i did a video a while back with uh tori actually going over how foods cooked differently are going to weigh significantly different amounts um, post-cooked and then people are always weighing their food post-cooked which is a big problem a lot of people don't understand like it for it's a it's a big problem for certain foods especially like if you have like a more wet food let's say like potatoes and you're putting them in the air fryer the air fryer just dehydrates your foods. It makes them very, very light. <laughs> all you can the water- turn them
1: into like potato chips.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then in, and then you're weighing you're weighing the food post air fryer, which is like you're gonna get close to depending on how much you cook it. Of course, you're gonna get close to double the calories, like double the for the same weight of what you would have had when it was raw. So that happens with all foods, whether it's chicken, potatoes, like whatever. You know, if you're putting it in an air fryer. You're going to be taking moisture out of it. You're going to, it's going to be weighing less and the calories are going to be more for the same weight as it would have been if it had, you know, the original, if you're weighing it off the original water filled weight. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a video we did I'll, I'll uh, when this is, I have to upload this first, of course, but I'll put it in the description, but it is a, a good video kind of shows you how you should be weighing your food, different methods of weighing, uh, food or different methods of cooking and how much moisture they take out of chicken. We did it on chicken, but it's pretty, it's significantly different. Um, not as much as it would be like a potato, but yeah, potatoes can get super light in an air fryer. And if you're weighing them, like you're, you should be weighing them where they're raw, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be double the weight. So double the calories.
1: I think a lot of people overthink that too, the weighing when raw thing, because they think like, oh man, for every single meal, I got to wait before I cook it. And it's like, listen, just what I would do, like if it's chicken, for example, be like, okay, this is uh, two pounds of chicken. I'm just going to cook it all. This is two pounds weighed before I cook. Then I cook it all. Then I distribute and do the math like, okay, four ounce, four ounce, four ounce, but I don't have to necessarily do it quite like that because again, it might not be four ounce. If you take, if you take, um, if you take the moisture out, for example, like if you like to, to, to eat it, dryer, that's fine, but just kind of portion it out correctly. So you would get then like if you're supposed to be eating four ounces of chicken, just divide that two pounds into eight. Does that make sense? You don't have to like literally like weigh it and then cook it and then eat it for every meal because that would be very labor intensive. Just you can yeah. cook it in bulk still, but you just got to do the math to kind of be like, okay, divide by eight. Do 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 do. Does that yeah. make
0: sense? No, yeah, no, totally. You know what I used to do when I was a uh, in bodybuilding Um, this was a good thing that I did because I had to have X amount of protein per day. And so what I did was, um, I had these, like, it was a plastic notebook. (laughs) It was a plastic notebook and I cut it in the shape of a big Tupperware container. And then I would cook my two pounds, let's say two pounds of meat. Um, I forget it was, I was eating four ounces at a time. I think it was. So I was doing four ounces. So it was each, each pound of meat had four four portions in it. Mm-hmm. And I would pour it into my, this big Tupperware, this big container, Tupperware container. Mm-hmm. And I would just put the the folder separations in between it. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, okay, this is going to be one meal. This is going to be one meal. And one meal may have been four and a half ounces, one meal. May yeah, been three it and a half. But um, at the end of the day, it was, the, it was the 16 ounces and I didn't even have to weigh. I just got the, the 16. I was like, this is this many meals. This is this many meals. And I just separated it and it would work out the same way anyway. Right. So however I cooked, it didn't even matter at that point. I was just, that's what it was.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you don't even have to do the notebook thing. You can just kind of eyeball it at that point, as long as you wait beforehand and know like this one pound can, has four meals in it. Like, like you said, mm-hmm. one meal might have two extra ounces. One might have two less. If it's like, if we're looking at a, a day to day kind of thing, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, your lips are not going to suffer because one of your meals had Point 0.2 less one had point two more. It's not gonna, it's not gonna make a difference, yeah, really. We don't need to be that obsessive about things. I think, think that kind of breeds uh some negative th- habits. But um, you know, the best way in my opinion to cook anyway is crock pot. Love the crock pot. You can retain most of the moisture in there, and if not, if you find that it still dries out a little bit you can always add a little bit of extra water in there too to make sure nothing dehydrates and it pretty much keeps it same weight right unlike the air fryer where it's going to dehydrate and you can even you can even make freaking beef jerky in the air fryer so yeah just as like a visual can you imagine weighing beef jerky which is like totally dehydrated versus like a rare steak that's barely been cooked you know what i mean it's going to be like the same amount of protein might be in both, but they're going to look drastically different. The beef jerky is going to be so much lighter. The rare steak is going to be so much heavier, right?
0: Yeah. And that's a common mistake that even advanced, I find advanced people even making too. You know, they're weighing their food post-cooked and I'm like, how is she, she should be losing more body fat than this. She's, and then like, she's like, oh, I cooked my food in the air fryer and I'm eating steak and it's more calorie dense meat and I'm eating four ounces of meal, but really we found out she's actually eating seven ounces of meat, of meat but it's dried <laughs> seven ounces of meat. And it's actually way more calories when you do the math, because she's eating that five times a day. So five times three, she's eating 15 ounces extra of meat per day. Yeah, It's crazy. That's a lot of calories, you know? That is. Yeah. So um, that's how fast those things can add up. And then these are, the, sometimes you run into these people that are like, man, I have to eat I have to eat a thousand calories to get ready for a show. And then we do the math. I'm like, no, you were never eating a thousand calories. You were eating 1400 the whole time, Mm -hmm. which is pretty average for someone getting ready for a show. Like that's pretty, that's actually considered pretty luxury for Yeah. It's good for, for most average bikini competitors these days, how you lean you have to get. So, um, yeah. So just make sure you're, those things are, you're keeping track of them. Uh, The air fryer one gets people the most out of all of them, but your cooking methods will be a, a big part. Um, I have a video again with Tori and I'll post that too. Um, but Better not forget. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll put it, I'll put it in there. I gotta find that that video. Um, so you know what uh Dr. Ray here has another one that we could put in. This was actually it's a, it's a good one. She says, What spray oil would you recommend for an athlete close to a show? And it's not that um the spray oil itself is gonna matter so much, but that the spray oil is not calorie-free. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's in your, your thing, it just came up, so I thought it would be a good one to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at the spray oil on the back of it just remember guys, the oil in the can is the same thing as the oil <laughs> out of the can. It's so, it's so. Look
1: at the ingredients on the back.
0: It's so funny to me. And it, it's, it's, it sucks because the, the average consumer doesn't think the way we do, but you'll even have bodybuilders who are like, Oh, this is, I use a low calorie spray for you. Like you can't make oil less calories. Oil is oil. <laughs> it's yeah. pure fat. That's what it is. Oil is oil. It's pure fat. You can't make it low calorie oil. It's like, you're just, can have less of it but that's it it's a volume thing so when you get a spray oil and it says in the back of the can it says zero calories there's not you're never spraying zero calories the amount of calories it takes to be zero is within their their allowance for reporting which is i think it's less than 15 calories they're allowed to report so if it's like 15 calories they can report it as zero cuz it's like a, a nominal amount of calories so they have it as like one I think it's like, it's something ridiculous. It's like one, one
1: fourth of a spray. Yeah. It's like one
0: fourth. Yeah. It's like a one. And they even have like times on it. sounds like one 14th, fourth of a second of a spray or something. It's like, that's it. That's your spray. That's your, you can't even catch it in you, time. You won't do any oiling for you at all. Yeah. So as far as the oil goes, just guys, and remember those are calories. They do count. They are fat calories. Um, there's no way to get away from those calories. If you're using spray oil, it is, it is going to be in, it's going to be extra calories. So it is what it is. Um, uh, so just know that, you know, I've seen some people who are really heavy on that spray oil and they're like spraying a, a tablespoon of oil on their pan, even though they don't realize it because it's spread so thin. So do take an account for that. Cause you know, we're talking, you know, 120 calories or so on that, on that tablespoon, you know, obviously different oils with different amounts, but, um, yeah. And as far as the actual oils that we'd recommend, um, generally it's going to be like avocado oils, coconut oils are usually the ones that we'll, we'll go with. For- Those are
1: bull crap. <laughs>
0: like I like the
1: old fashioned good canola. old good old
0: canola oil because
1: it I don't know for me it cooks the best yeah but that's just a preference for me <laughs> I like vegetable oil
0: I like that you br- you uh I like that because that you say those things because you break the the norm on mm-hmm. what people they're like oh you can't have any of uh vegetable oils or seed oils or whatever you know like in people just fine in life and I'm like with seed oil. you, know, you have to have tilapia and like you don't eat fish and yeah. it's like hey like you don't need to be so crazy you know yeah
1: that's why i lost so long dang it yeah i can't be that like if if i didn't enjoy what i like i would have been done a long time ago yeah so there's like you know i think we do take it a little too too uh, extreme sometimes as competitors because i understand everyone wants to be their best and it is good to be precise but i think it becomes a little bit obsessive and hard to keep up with at some point to where you're like all right dude this is no wonder people are like, I'm done. I need, I need to go in the off season. That's when you see a big, like, um, the pendulum swings, right? The, the more extreme you are when you let go for off season, that pendulum swings the opposite way, even farther. So, you know, I like to keep my pendulum kind of in the middle, just like a little (laughs) little tap there for, for off season and somewhat in the middle.
0: I used to, uh, teach this class for new trainers that were coming in at 24 hour fitness battle way back in the day just like because I was you know I was a good trainer back then and so they'd have me
1: good trainer back then but not
0: anymore I guess <laughs> yeah. well it was, it was a different kidding. time it was fun, it was fun. I, know, fun just just I, I never I, I never regret those days with there that was fun I learned a lot it was a lot of time a lot of probably could have excelled faster but have left sooner but but a lot of good time a lot of good memories but one of the things I like to, to mention because it really caught me off guard it really stuck with me was I I drew on the board two separate scenarios of these of these uh typical client one was like a 200 pound female who wanted to lose weight and then one was a competitor that wanted to get ultra lean for a show and i was like what are you going to do for these two people like to the new trainers like what are you going to do for these two people and they were like oh the person who's 200 pounds that girl she's just gonna you know maybe stop drinking soda and not have like chips and like things like that and really just kind of really ease her into it and ease her into it i'm like okay and then the competitor or someone wants to get lean who needs to lose you know 15 pounds to get ready for a show 20 pounds get ready for a show. Like, oh. We're going to do a fish diet, two hours of cardio, fasted cardio, this, that. And I was like, do you guys even recognize what you're doing here? You have someone who's like sick, who needs to get her health under control. And you're like barely doing anything. And then you have someone who's already in shape and is healthy. And you're giving them the most extreme (laughs) diet out there. Like there's no difference of a contest prep diet and a someone who needs to lose 200 pounds diet. It's the same thing. You're just losing fat. That's Mm -hmm. it. It doesn't need to be so crazy. Like you don't need to get crazy. What it's gonna work for that person needs to lose 200 pounds. It's gonna work for that person needs to lose 20 pounds. Just lose fat. That's it. <laughs> That's all you're doing.
1: Yeah, I feel like <laughs> the bodybuilding community has like these rules. Like, oh, you gotta eat fish to get the thin skin. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. Yeah. And it's like very like arbitrary. It's just like what? Where are you getting this like?
0: Hmm. Just lose fat. Because
1: somebody, because like your old school bodybuilder does it, and it's just like. It, yeah, I I did have that as one of my things. Is just like the more extreme it is, the harder it's going to keep up with. Will eating tilapia and and asparagus doing two hours of cardio will it get you lean? Heck yeah, it will. But for how long? And yeah. are you going to be miserable? And when you're in your off season, when you, you what what what's going to happen then? The more you deprive yourself, the more you're going to want to overindulge in the off season, and um, that's a recipe for disaster. So I think you know, I when. When girls diet too extreme, it's too much. When it's too much of a yo-yo, like it, it causes the off-season to just be wonky. Because, just you know, what if you're only having tilapia and asparagus for eight weeks and doing two art? What are you going to want to do in the off-season? You think you're going to want to keep that up? Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my tilapia up, buy a few ounces, and maybe add a few more grains of rice like every week. No, 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 no. You're gonna, you everyone's human you're gonna most likely uh have a horrible off season just trying to like get get the fun you haven't had I guess in a while so
0: yeah I think I think you have it coined right the pendulum swings I like that I like that term that you use Mm -hmm. that's a good one because it's it's how it goes you know the more extreme it is and it's and that's the thing I tell people if if the results you got to get that lean are not sustainable then the results are not sustainable that's just the reality of things. So if you're doing a diet that's crazy hard, tons of cardio, and that's not sustainable, then the results aren't sustainable. Very simple. So if you're one of these transformation people who are going into the new year, just understand the extremes that you take are not gonna, those results aren't gonna last. Like you, it's really hard to make those results last. It's not guaranteed it's not gonna last. You could technically make it last and reverse right and all that, but it's very few people who are actually successful at that. So you know, just remember, losing body fat for a show, losing body fat for a transformation, it's the same thing as that 200 pound a woman that I was talking about, just lose body fat. That's it. You know, yeah, the last 10 pounds on a bodybuilder are going to be harder to lose because that last, the the leaner you get, the harder it is. So it does got to get more extreme. But it is still the same thing. It's just being in a calorie deficit, just however you get to that caloric deficit, it doesn't matter how you get there, just get there. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get, you'll get lean enough eventually, you know, so and that's, that's it. That's contest press, nutshell. I, I guess we're out of business now because we told everyone the secret. <laughs> oh, shoot. Darn. <laughs> we'll still do the podcast. We'll still do the podcast. <laughs> uh,
1: I would also say a big diet mistake is letting a cheat meal turn into a cheat day that turns into a cheat week that turns into a cheat month. And then next thing you know, you are 40 pounds above stage weight no, we don't want that. So I think a lot of times people, and I think to the cheat meal, it's tricky. Some people feel like they need to have it to stay sane and it's something to look forward to. So for some people, I do think it can be beneficial just from a mental perspective. Like, okay, if I stick to my diet and training hundred percent throughout the week, then I get to have a cheat meal and maybe it's a good incentive to stay on track, right? So we have those people and it works well for them and they can go out to eat with their family like once once a week and have a nice meal and that's their cheat meal and that works for them but others it's like once they get a taste of the good stuff they're like oh oh that's what that's what this food yeah. tastes like oh god i need more and it's almost like once they get a taste of it it's like it's like a snowball effect and they just want more and more and more and that's where you get the cheat meal cheat day cheat week kind yeah. of thing and i think another portion of that comes into like let's say you're allowed 800 calories for your your cheer meal. And then they're like, go way over that. And then they feel disappointed in themselves and they feel like they've let, just let it go. You know, they felt like, what's the point of even, I just ruined, I ruined my meal. Might as well just make this a cheat day and then just go all out with the uh-huh. food. And then just like, you know what? It was such a bad day. I just, I just need a week, a cheat week. This is, this week is going to be, no dieting. I'm just going to eat whatever for a week. I need it mentally because balance, because mentally my body needs it. (laughs) And they give up on themselves a little bit. And that's why we see like that that point where they're just like, I can't stop eating now. I can't stop eating. I can't stop this. And it's like, then they try to uh, offset it with cardio, which is never a good idea. I never would suggest somebody to offset a bad week of eating with cardio itself. It can help a little bit. Like let's say you went over a few hundred calories, you had an extra extra protein bar that day. Okay, sure, do an extra 30 minutes of cardio. But when we're talking like you go over by such a big amount, like you know, by two thousand calories or something, you know what kind of cardio would would get rid of like that. It would like not even a marathon, yeah. honestly. Is is it's insane. Like the amount of cardio you would have to do to offset that, it doesn't even make sense. I would say, you know what? Just get a get a week of good lifts out of it, you know, (laughs) and uh, try not to make a habit of it. It, you know, it happens. We get it. You go off a little bit. The key is like, if you do have a cheat meal and you go off off the rails, if you will, just don't make it a habit. Tomorrow's a new day. Start fresh tomorrow. Get rid of all that negativity. Get in some good lifts, you know. But um. Yeah, because I, I feel like with the cardio, they get into the habit of the yo-yo. Like, yeah. I ate a bunch. Now I'm going to do three hours of cardio. I ate a bunch. Oh, I guess I got to do three hours of cardio again. It's just a it's a slippery slope, and it, it never really equals out well. You don't want to do that to yourself. Just call it a day. You know what? I ate bad today. Tomorrow's new. Let's not make a habit of it. And you'll learn, <laughs> hopefully, that it's not worth it. It's not worth it.
0: I'm on, the same, I'm on the same page as you with that. And especially if you're, uh, and this will be going out to like any clients of coaches too. Just be honest with your coach. If you mess up, just tell them <laughs> that you messed up. What I'll run into, which is common, is someone will mess up and they're kind of afraid of like telling you that they messed up and they'll gain X amount of pounds. Let's say they gain like, let's say they gain four pounds. So they'll check in and the last week they weighed 121. So this week they check in, and they're like, I'm 120. They tell their coach they're 120, but really they're 124 because they gained, they're 125, but they're like, this week I'm just trying to catch up and then I'll be caught up on my check-in weight that I that I said I was at next week. And so the problem is, is what they do is they do a ton of cardio, they diet down. And so when, we, when we're when we doing a check-in, it's always based on data. So how we do a check-in is you check-in one week, that's your data for that week. We got your weight, we got your measurements, we know where your calories at, your cardio's at, your supplements, all that. And then the next week, we see, okay, what did this, what did that do to her check-in this week? Okay, she lost one pound, she lost 1% of her weight, whatever, a quarter of an inch on her waist, a quarter of an inch on her hips, whatever the case is, the measurements we're taking, and then we could see that data, and then we we look at that data and say, okay, do we need to manipulate that data to get a better result next week, or is that data, is that good enough to continue it as is? If we don't have that data, we don't have that, and it's just like, what you're doing is completely off of, there's like, no point of us even doing the check-in. And so, It's much better for you to just be honest and say, hey, this is what I, this is what I do. This is what I, um, this is what I did. And we are just, you know, we say, hey, don't try to make up for it. We're going to change. If you try to make up for it, you're going to make your cardio settings way more than we want them to be. Because everything we do is like a setting. You know, your, your cardio setting right now is at five sessions a week at 20 minutes. If you go to an hour a day, five days a week to try to offset that, to try to catch up. Well, now your new setting is closely getting to that one hour a day, five days a week, right? And then the next, so you get back to where you were, 121, we'll say, and then your coach is like, okay, let's go back to five by 20. Well, now all of a sudden five by 20 doesn't do anything for you because you created the stimulus of five by one hour. Your body got used to it. And now you're stuck here at five by 20 and you're now, you're not making progress. Well, yeah, you're not making progress now because your body got used to doing this other thing and you got used to this and your body was also on low calories then you, lower than you said. So now you increase calories, you decrease cardio and you're expecting to further get more, more results. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. that's not how it works so just if you have it take the loss check in be honest with your coach don't set both of you back lose that data because it is uh very critical for us to have that information if we're going to make accurate you know database adjustments
1: absolutely we're not going to yell at you yeah we promise we're not going to tell your mom
0: oh i I always call her mom
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mrs. whoever, do you know your daughter, <laughs> what she did? She <laughs>
1: cheated on her diet last month and I uh, just want to let you know about it. So yeah. <laughs> no, but for all, like, you know, we've especially you've been in this long time. It's nothing new. Yeah. This happens. Okay. It happens. Just be honest and just don't make a habit out of it. That's the big thing. It's always a fine balance between like, you know, it's disappointing that, okay, you cheat on your diet, but you can't do it to the point where we're dragging on it for so long to that's the only thing you can think about. You just, I'm telling you, you just got to get out of it. We can't make a habit out of this. You messed up. It's okay. Start fresh. Let's not do this again. You'll find out once you start to try to lean out even more, it's like, well, yeah, that's a, that was a, much harder now to lean out since I uh, went over by two thousand calories. Yeah, for three days of this week. So it's so
0: unfair the calorie work equation. Like yeah. it, it's so unfair. I guess it's I guess it's probably best for us for survival. Probably mm-hmm. it'll probably be like half the amount of humans if it yeah. wasn't such a like drastic difference between consumption and work to get it off. But five
1: minutes is, of enjoyment. Like a dessert for five minutes is is how much you know cardio is that it's a lot it's I mean, a lot of hard work
0: a donut could be easily like what is it like a good donut could be like 500 calories for like a good one right like a uh, one of those new designer donuts they have designer and yeah they you don't go to pink fox there's a I'll go to pink fox once a uh, every like month maybe two months get one donut and they got some pretty crazy pretty crazy donuts these days especially in Vegas there's some. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, what's really weird? The, my favorite donut, there's like a grossing, it's like a poo emoji. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Those that? Those ones are cute. Yeah, yeah. They're cute. It's so good. It's like the best donut I've, I've ever had. But anyway, um, yeah, you can get that. What is, what is that on the treadmill? Two hours. I always like to Two say, like,
1: uh, usually, rule of thumb, if you're getting, a, if you're, if you're running correctly and you're getting out of breath and you're really working, usually like a hundred calories per mile. Okay. So like five miles. It's a lot of work.
0: It's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So that would be and yeah, that's like an hour like, a, an an intense,
1: like it's not just like walking mile. It's a it run mile. So usually, yeah. but that's, it varies for each person. The there's, more adapted you are to cardio, the longer it's going to take.
0: There's no way I would, like if it was on the table, you could do this, but it has to be, there's no, I would never eat it. I would yeah. never eat it, if it has to be right. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's so wild.
1: Yes. Yes, indeed. So I would also mention that one of the dieting mistakes would be not staying properly hydrated because what happens is sometimes we mistake being dehydrated for being hungry. So I think it's always good to make sure you're getting a good amount of fluids because not only does that happen, but the actual space occupied in your stomach, it can be like offset by like fluid, right? If you have a good amount of fluid in there, Uh, usually you're not as hungry versus like if everything in there is empty, you're going to eat food, eat food, and fill it with calories rather than fluid itself. So I would say every time you think you're hungry, ask yourself, am I dehydrated or should I be consuming more fluids? I will say like my days that I drink a lot of water, like two gallons of water, I'm less hungry on those days, obviously, because my stomach is pretty occupied by fluid. Um, So that's just something to consider.
0: Yeah. And there's, there is uh, a stat I saw one time. It said nearly 70% of people are at, to some degree dehydrated to some degree. So um, a lot of times that you're, you're exactly right. You're mistaking being thirsty for being hungry. So a good recommendation would be like, if you have a hard time drinking water, I use the meal water flavorings cause I don't like like plain water that, that much. I like the water flavorings of meal water flavoring. Um, but to have, Ah, uh, sixteen ounces before you eat a meal. If you're feeling really hungry, is a good idea too. That Absolutely really helps with people.
1: So, and I think too is like we've all had that time where you're just like, am I hungry? And then you have like, you have like a diet coke or something. You're like, oh no, I'm I'm fine. Like, I'm not hungry. I guess I was just a little thirsty. But I like to use the, the pink starburst gallon packs for the gallons. Um, they make them. They sell them at Walmart, and they come in these huge sticks, and you just dump it into your gallon, and it's like so easy. To drink a gallon that way for me. I'm like, oh yeah. So I'll do the the gallon stick and I'll put additional Stevie in it because I'm I'm obsessed with sweet stuff. I love everything. Yes. I put Stevie on everything, even chicken. Like doesn't even make sense. So I put extra sweetener in there and then I'll even put some salt in there too. It is so good. And it is so easy for me to drink. Uh, water that way. In fact, I had to like stop buying those because I was like overdoing it. I was like stopping myself with water because it tastes so good, and then it's (laughs) like I didn't know that. Yeah, I had to stop. I have (laughs) I have to be more careful with it because like I would drink so much and even into the evening to where like I was still drinking at like seven p.m. and then I'm like having to wake up to pee sometimes. So like I had to stop with that. (laughs) <laughs> but it's a good way to get in your fluids. I'm telling you, it's it's delicious that way.
0: Yeah, you know what? And um, one of the questions came in too was uh, actually about diet coke. Actually, and um, there's it's still amazing. Yeah, there's still a lot of people out there who think that diet coke, like, you shouldn't be doing it. And this is oh lord, you know? Yeah, I mean, th-
1: if you see the the elite competitors that drink diet coke, even like on Peakwick, you'd be like, oh, you know everyone demonizes it because it's like too good to be true i think yeah they think wasn't there like a rat study that like oh my god it causes cancer or or my favorite oh my god it's the same as sugar regular sugar is better for you because it does the same anyway and aspartame's a chemical freaking
0: everything's a chemical like
1: we are made up of chemicals everything's (laughs) a freaking chemical stop with this chemical stuff
0: the the funny one is so the the rat one I, i understand people would get it's alarming right cancer right but the amount of the amount of aspartame that you would have to have to cause that, you wouldn't physically be able to do it as a human. In It'd terms be of like, like a truckload, yeah, a dump truck it, it, of, of pure sucralose. Yeah, you could die from drinking water. You know what I mean? Like right. anything too much is everything.
1: You know, yeah, caffeine,
0: yeah. everything. Yeah. So, um yeah. So you wouldn't. It, there's, there's no, there's no correlation on it. No one is. There's never been a study that like proved it in amounts that we would consume as normal. Um, and actually contrary to what most people believe the carbonation tends to make people feel a little bit fuller if there is anything to be helpful about it but yeah the if if you were to tell that to pro bodybuilders and pro i mean i've seen pro bodybuilders like top pro bodybuilders drinking it backstage like it's like on peak week huge shows i'm like i was like wow that's crazy i've seen them drinking we saw one last year drinking um you know flavored waters going into the olympia peak week like it's top top people right so right. it's not like, like it's not doing what you guys are thinking just it, doing it, it would do be
1: extra. impossible to be as lean as the men bodybuilders it would be impossible if it actually acted like real sugar oh, think gosh, about yeah. it i they're doing it with the two liters in hand you know we got like a can going on <laughs> they come in with a fist of a two liter yeah that's like they have that with dinner <laughs> yeah. if that Acted the same way as regular sugar. There is no way on God's green earth they would be able to get that lean, even if they were taking all the PEDs in the world. There is no way they would be able to get that lean if it acted as real sugar would. Yeah, impossible. This is propaganda. They're telling you the funny
0: one that I've heard too about the Diet Coke was, um, this one I was like, and people believed it. It was the because you're having fake sugar, it makes your body want to drink real sugar. Like, it'd make you want to drink is equal amount of real sugar. Like, so if you're having 70 grams of Diet Coke, like, fake sugar, you'd have – your body would just need to have real sugar, and you would crave it so much more. I'm like You
1: could say that about anything. Yeah,
0: it's called willpower. It's not that it even causes that, but just yeah, – I willpower. could see
1: how it could perhaps make you crave more, but not necessarily in the way you think. It's just, like, if something tastes good, you want more of it. Yeah. I don't think, like – oh, since I had this Diet Coke, now I want the real stuff. It doesn't usually work that way. It's just like, oh, I want more sweet things. Like, yeah. But literally you can say that about anything. Like, oh, man, I had this sweet potato. It tasted so good that I want more sweet potato because yeah. I love sweet potato now. It's delicious. So I think that's kind of a silly argument yeah. to make.
0: You could say, oh, I started exercising. And it made me more hungry. So actually it actually makes me gain weight.
1: Yeah, so maybe <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't exercise at all, right? Because. Yeah. Because then I'll want more food and then I'll just have to eat more. So exercise, no good. No good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I well, no. um, I would also like to add uh, another diet mistake is confusing a craving with true hunger. Okay. So I think sometimes you'll get a client that might say like, oh, I had to have this big meal because like I was so hungry. But then you're like, well, what did you have? And it'd be like, oh, pumpkin pie, biscuit, sausage. I was really hungry though. I couldn't help it. I was hungry. And I'm like, well, if you were truly hungry, wouldn't you go for something dense and satiating other than like a biscuit, other than like a piece of cake? If you're truly hungry, like, I don't know about you, but like, oh, chicken, vegetables, because I'm actually physically hungry. My stomach's growling. Like I'm hungry. I would go for something filling something dense not something that's like light as air but has a ton of calories and sugar because how long will a piece of cake keep keep you full yeah versus how long will like chicken and and broccoli keep you full so is this a craving or is this hunger so i would say like a craving is usually um it's driven by emotion sometimes like think about are you sad are you mad are you depressed i don't know that might make you want to eat more or even are you bored ask
0: yourself are you bored? You might be bored. Well, I'm a bored snacker.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. There's one of your flaws. <laughs> um, but are you know, think about it. Like, what are you feeling at the moment? Is this true hunger? Like, when I think of true hunger, I think like, oh, my stomach actually starts to hurt a little bit. Like my stomach's growling. I might feel like a little bit weak or unenergized. Um, so it's more of a physical thing with hunger rather than an emotional thought. Like, Did you just now get hungry because you saw a commercial for a burger? Like before you give in to these cravings, ask yourself craving or hunger? Because cravings you can usually satisfy with something uh, that's a better choice than what you're actually craving. What do I mean by that? So let's say you're craving chocolate see craving chocolate you usually aren't hungry if you're wanting chocolate right you're not like oh my god i'm so hungry this this Hershey bar is going to make me full now usually that wouldn't be the case that means it's a craving anyway if it's craving usually you can satisfy that craving in another way so let's say you're craving chocolate sometimes coffee is a great alternative to chocolate believe it or not it's like the same kind of bitterness right um even like a sugar free hot chocolate or even like um Even I would say even like sugar-free dark chocolate isn't necessarily a bad source of fat if you can portion control it. So just swap it out for a fat. Um, If you're craving something sweet or refreshing, I like to do cucumbers with stevia sprinkled on top, sometimes a little salt on there too. Um, if you're craving something salty, maybe like you can do vegetables dipped in like mustard or something. So there's always something you can kind of satisfy a craving with, right? You just got to think before you eat and just ask yourself, am I really hungry or is this a craving? Cravings come and go. Hunger tends to stay a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. I think you knocked that one out of the park, Ash. You did a good job on that one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So what else we got on the, on the air? Um, I had nothing to add to that one. Yeah, You just knocked it out of the park.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say just like lacking consistency in general is a big thing people deal with. They'll be like, yeah, I stuck to my diet for one week. Perfect. And they might not see the results they want. But I always say to you, sometimes it really does take like a few weeks for your body to like recognize like, hey, we're in a deficit. Like, because it works both ways. I give the analogy. Like, if you have like a cheat meal, right? a very calorie dense cheat meal and you thought you got away with it because like, let's say the next morning you weigh like, oh yeah, i the same weight. I doubt if that fat would accumulate in that amount of time. Just as if I were to drink a whole pint of just pure oil, it is filled with calories, right? But it's not like I would weigh five pounds heavier when I checked in the next morning. My body hasn't had time to accumulate the fat or recognize I'm in a big surplus. Same thing with fat loss. Right. So sometimes it does take a little bit of time. So be patient. You might not see the results you want next week because you like I stuck to it 100 percent. I don't know what's going on. Maybe the next week you'll be like, oh, wow, I finally dropped like three pounds. It works like that. The body sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Sometimes like you'll be like on a plateau and then all of a sudden like whoop, just drop. Yeah. You just got to stick with it. So I would say make sure you stay consistent. Okay. Don't get discouraged because you don't see the result you want. Sometimes you just got to keep pushing through. You might see the result next week or the following. Okay. Don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel just yet. And on the flip side, don't get overly confident if you don't see that weight go up because you had your cheat meal yesterday or the day before you might see it like in, check in, like, the next week or something yeah. or or in the week following because it's not going to accumulate that fast.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the ones that were really eye-opening for me was, remember that TV show Biggest Loser? Mm-hmm. I love that TV show because it taught me so much about just the extremes, you know? I was like, yeah. you're able to watch actual extremes in a controlled setting and you'd have these crazy weight losses. You know, these were big people. I mean, they stopped doing this show, but it was a really good show to watch. Like, it was a fun show. It was probably not the healthiest thing. That's why I think that's why they stopped it. But, um, you'd get to see things in a controlled setting, extreme scenarios, extreme cardio, you know, extreme deficits, large people. And you would see sometimes, I mean, you'd see 17 pound weight losses in a week. You'd see crazy weight losses. Like there was, I mean, there's a couple of times I saw over 20 in a week, like just nuts, like stuff that doesn't make sense. And then you'd have someone do the exact same thing the next week. They lose 15 pounds one week, the exact same thing the next week. Perfect candidate to be losing weight every single week because they have 200 pounds to lose, lose nothing. Fifteen pounds one week, none the next, and I was like, "How does this physically happen? Like, they're mm-hmm. controlled environment. They're not snacking. Like, they're they're at basically fat camp, is basically the TV show. They're they're just doing cardio. It doesn't make any sense. And that happens. you know, obviously, to a lower capacity to, to you guys. Um, you know, maybe you're trying to lose two pounds a week or one and a half pounds a week. You will have that happen, just like Ashley's saying." the most controlled setting i've ever seen in my life it happened to to the most extreme people with the most extreme um practices so just understand you're going to have that it's never going to be completely linear that's what people really need to understand you're never going to have this linear weight loss that's this perfect prep you know i wish it was that way i was like oh you got 16 pounds to lose we're gonna do a 16 week prep and we're gonna lose one pound a week exactly and you're gonna be on stage perfect timing (laughs) no problem we're gonna calculate the calorie to a t your calories are going to be exactly reported. You're not going to be of no margin of error whatsoever, and we are going to win the Olympia. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's that's how that goes. It'll it'll never be that precise. So you're going to have these weird fluctuations, like Ashley's saying. You're going to have weird weeks that are frustrating. You might have two weeks that are frustrating, but it generally will um, come together. And there's a lot of things that we can't control: stresses and sleep and mm-hmm. and you know um, you know adapting hormones and whatnot. There's So there's there's a lot of variables outside of just the calories stuff, which is you know why you get a coach, but It's a, it's, it's just, just if you're new to this and you're just jumping on this new year's thing and you're trying to make this resolution, like so many of you are, um, just understand it's going to come with some time. You might see that big loss that first week, first two weeks. And then all of a sudden it slows a little bit. Those big losses that happen sometimes the first two weeks. And just like Ashley said, sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, aren't, or sometimes they're just water and cleaning up your diet and just losing that initial water weight because you're cleaning up your diet so much. Um, and you'll have this like big weight and then all of a sudden you're not having that much and it gets frustrating and they quit then. So just understand this is going to take time. This is a a long, a long journey. Yeah. This is a long, long journey.
1: And I do, I don't recommend this, but some girls do like to do this. And I I think it's a little, it's a little much for me, but you can totally do it if you're that interested in it. Instead of looking at your weight, like from like, oh, every Monday, every Monday, you can weigh yourself every day and just come up with the averages. Because what you'll find is even your weight from a day-to-day basis is not going to be like. Oh, yeah. Today I lost 0.1. Next day, 0.1. 0.1. It's not going to work like that. You're going to have days where you're just like, oh, I'm up by a half pound. Well, that's weird. Oh, I lost a half pound. Okay. And then, you know what I mean? And if we really think about it, like, don't stress out. Even if you, if you know you stuck to the plan 100% and you put in a lot of effort in the gym, don't get discouraged if you see it go up by 0.5, because that's like, that's like a freaking, half a can of soda, you didn't yeah. pee out or something. You know yeah. what I mean? If you really take a look at how much liquid itself weighs, it's like, okay, maybe I just didn't pee this out. Maybe I ate later last night and my body hasn't digested as quickly or everything else that you said, the hormones, sleep, everything, even a good workout can cause you to hold on to water because your muscles are inflamed which can be a good thing you know which is why sometimes you'll even see like measurements go up to you Mm -hmm. like oh I'm dieting but like my measurement my glutes went up why oh wait because two days ago I had an insane glute workout and I'm holding water it's just your your body's way of trying to repair that muscle like And water to it. So like if your measurements go up, that can be the same thing, but you know, our bodies aren't that like crazy efficient to where it's going to be this consistent decline, right? Some days you'll go up a little bit. Some days you'll go down. Some days you'll stay the same. So it just allow yourself a little bit of grace and just know that like, Hey, if you put in that effort with both the diet and training, you should be good to go regardless of what it says. Um, so, yeah, just something to keep in mind. Don't get discouraged. It's just how the body works, especially with girls. Hormones fluctuate a little bit yeah. more, I would I would say, depending on how close you are to that time of month. So that's something you cannot really control. So as long as you know you did good, you should be fine. Have a clear conscience.
0: Yeah. And and thank you guys, everyone, who's for like, um, dropping in those questions here. Uh, if you guys leave them in the comments on the video when we post it, I will get back to these and, and through some through Instagram and maybe some YouTube shorts and answer some more of these questions that come in. Um, but I think with that, we're covering everything pretty much uh, yeah. that we needed to. Is there anything else you wanted to go over?
1: Just a little exciting note. I am now sponsored by Nebbia. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Nebbia Fitness. Um, they make the track suits and everything for the Olympia. So I'm very familiar with the company. They're great people, great company, and they're very bodybuilder focused too, which I love. I get to, you know, hopefully go to more expos and be around my fitness peeps even more.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And you'll, they're going to sponsor a couple of our podcasts throughout the year too, yeah. which is awesome. So great people. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm outfitted in my Nebbia stuff too. Well, oh, I didn't shoot. have it today. I don't have it today, oh. but I got some cool stuff. They me yeah. some cool stuff. Yeah. There's some, there's some, those pants are like super flowy. They're really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time and happy new year. Happy
1: new year.